You know, they say in the Tao that the path to God is really no path. And the profundity of this truth is, is there. It's, it's mind-boggling, because if you think about it, it'll drive you crazy. Because everybody is creating paths to God, and everybody is creating dogma and their ways of getting to God, and, you know, their religion... And in truth, you know, the moment you're having a spiritual life, uh, there is no more religion, there's no more path. Uh, you are living truly at the foot of God. You are everywhere you look, every place you look, you see a manifestation of higher energy in the universe. Uh, everything around us is that. It's simply a manifestation uh, there's spirit that gives life to everything that exists in this universe. Uh, what's missing is consciousness. And once we develop consciousness, any path that we're on becomes no path. Any method that we use or religion that we use really falls apart. It becomes, becomes nothing. Because what we see is spirit around us. We are living at the center of God's creation. We are, you know, have arrived at a place inside ourselves where there is no longer a path. There is simply a oneness with all things that are connected to higher energy in the universe. Now, of course, this is an ideal state, and there aren't too many people that live this way. But it's certainly something to work towards. Because this denies us, not even, you know, even when you attain this state of being, you can still walk on the path. You still have to do your life, you still have karma, you still have things that you have to take care of in this life. It's all part of spiritual enlightenment, the ability to do all these things with love, with compassion, with an open heart, with, you know, the realization that Every human being is going through some form of suffering in this lifetime. And we're not here to sit in judgment of what we think they're doing is right or wrong. We're here to have compassion for them. Compassion is a means of communication. You know, it's a means of us connecting to the world. And if we connect to the world through compassion, uh, we're speaking a very, very high language of God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. All of this takes place because consciousness has become one with the higher energy in the universe. All of this takes place because a human being is living their life in the moment. They're not dwelling on the past. There's no thought of what the future is going to bring. All of their creative energy, all of their wisdom, all of their knowledge is applied to living their life in the moment. The moment is really the only thing we have. Although it's so difficult to live in the moment that we spend a lot of our time just rummaging around in the past, a lot of our time worrying about what the future is going to bring, a lot of our time wasting energy dealing with illusion. When that same energy is focused in the third chakra, when that same energy is focused in that area of harmony and balance in a human being, we can live our lives in the moment. We have mastered ourselves, as I say many times. We have, we're no longer a product of tension. We're no longer a product of a mind that keeps 
wandering back and forth from the past to the future. It's a mind that's completely focused in the third chakra, building foundation and harmony, and in doing that, giving us the strength to be able to live our lives in the moment. When you live your life in the moment, then your spiritual life is no longer some kind of theory. It's no longer some kind of probability. It is experiential. You are living in the light of God. You're living in the light of higher energy in the universe. And what one experiences is simply a state of enlightenment. It has to be a state of profound joy, profound love, because we can't live in the moment if our hearts are closed. If our hearts are closed, all of that tension goes up in the brain, and the brain becomes a boombox. You know, it really becomes this untenable energy that makes us all crazy. That's what this meditation is for. Now, you know, you look around at this world we live in, and it's hard to believe any of this. How do you do this? Well, you do it by transforming yourself into spirit, by taking all the things that are killing you and really making them give you life. That's how you do it. Now, I'm not saying this is easy to do. This is the hardest thing on the earth to do. But it's possible. There is possibility here. Because, as I've said a thousand times, we have all the tools to do this. We just have to consciously use them and build ourselves. And in the process of building ourselves, begin to transform all of that tension and all of that nonsense that runs rampant through us into an open heart, into love, into joy. Does anyone have a question? Yes. Does transforming my tension uh, require any will or determination on my part or is it enough to do the exercise? No, you need to will. Yeah, you see most will is used in the external world. Most will is used to get the things we think we're supposed to get on the earth. The things we believe are coming to us. And usually it has to do with money and relationships and power over people. That's how we usually express our will. But there's a way to express your will that, it, that really helps you to get a spiritual life, and that's by internalizing it, by demanding of yourself to stay focused, to stay balanced, and say, this is my purpose. It's to really get past me. I need my will to do this. I need to do this. Therefore, I'm going to apply my energy, my will, all the resources that I have to do this. And that is really what the meditation process is all about. Will is a very important part of it. You know, you're not going to have a spiritual life if you're just, yeah, you know. You are working against the single most difficult thing in the world that you have to work against, yourself. <laughs> and if you don't use your will to get past yourself, you know, just breathing and trying to, it's not going to work. You have to need to grow. You have to feel that need so profoundly that you're willing to do whatever it takes to grow, to develop your spiritual life. Now, this is a hard one because this requires a level of surrender that most people are unwilling to do. But it also 
gets one past themselves. And the only thing that's keeping anyone from living in the moment and having a spiritual life is themselves. It's not me. It's not what's out there. It's not Wall Street. It's not all the news in the you know, newspapers and tabloids. It's not television. It's not your wife or your husband or your children or your parents. It's you. And as strange as this may sound is, that's what makes it possible to get spiritual enlightenment. I mean, you're not going to enlighten anyone else. But you can work on yourself in enough depth to get yourself into a state of enlightenment by learning how to master all the things in you that are keeping you from having a spiritual life. As scary as that is, it's truly a blessing. Because when you function this way, you have nobody to blame for your lack of growth but yourself. (laughs) And if you can finally accept that, then okay, that's what I've got to work against. That's what I have to learn to master. And each of us is unique. So each of us has a unique thing we have to master. There's no two people in this room that are alike. Everybody has their own uniqueness. So everybody's test is slightly different. And what works for one person might not work for another person. And nobody has the right to say, well, if you, this is what you have to do to make it. It doesn't work. But if you keep going deeper and deeper into yourself, you find what works. And then, if you're smart, you use it. And I love that. I love the fact that the only thing that's keeping me from being totally enlightened is me. That I can never sit here and blame it on anyone else. No matter, I've been through a lot of hell in my life with people and situations. And one thing I've learned from everything I've been through in my life, I can't blame anybody. If I want to get to God, I have to take sole and complete responsibility for my spiritual life and do it. And then I find in my heart the gratitude to Rudy that he's given me a technique that can make this possible. I can use this technique to get past myself. I think that's an extraordinary way to live. You know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But you don't sit in judgment of anybody. You let the world be. It's nobody else's fault. And that's not easy to do because there sure is a lot of bullshit in this world. But you can't blame it. You can use it as a reminder of what you have to do to grow every day. And that, to me, is wonderful. And then in order to really do your life, you, everybody becomes your teacher. Life becomes your teacher, and you sit before life, and you learn what you need to do every day to grow. I mean, everywhere you go, anywhere, it's always people blaming everybody else for what's wrong in the world. The Democrats blaming the Republicans, Republicans blaming the Democrats, and this one blaming this one. You know, children blaming parents, parents blaming children. You know, it's, it's endless. It's endless, and it doesn't work. Nobody says, well, what do I have to do to change? You can quietly say to somebody, with love, I don't want to hear this anymore, without screaming and fighting with them. 
And you know, they'll hear you much quicker than if you're screaming and fighting. You can very consciously and quietly say to another human being, I need a better level in my life. I need more love. I need a better level. I need more consciousness around me. And you can do it from love for them, not from this frenetic thing that takes place with people when they get emotionally upset. That's also emotion, but it's a very high level of emotion that comes from love, comes from the realization that the people that create all the bullshit in life are really undergoing a lot of pain and suffering. 